So a while back I heard this song and uh, I loved it and I enjoyed listening to it. But then I woke up maybe about a month ago or a little more and I woke up with this song on my heart and uh, immediately when I woke up, I felt like me and Andrew and Sophie needed to do this song together. I just felt it. So I talked to Andrew and Sophie on a Wednesday night and asked them about it. And we all have just fallen in love with this song. I love it. And it's my last Sunday, so I get to do whatever I want. <laughs> you guys are going to like this. Mercy did for me. 
you guys. Oh, I love that song and I love these guys. Don't we have some amazingly talented? So good. So good. I love the DeWitt family so much, all of them. I love the Nord of the Lord, Jamie. Thank you for loaning that to us. Open your Bibles. Actually, don't. Grab your notes. Leave your Bibles under your chair this morning. And uh, leave your smartphone on your chair and just grab your notes today because I want us in the same translation together. We're going to be in the book of Philippians for this, my final sermon as senior pastor of Destiny Foursquare Church. It is my goal to make it through without falling apart today. And uh, not because I'm sad in a bad way, but I have cried a lot of gratitude prayer, gratitude tears. Thursday, as I was preparing this sermon, man, I just, tears rolling down my face as I thought back over the, I cannot even believe this, literally, as I, I, it's scary when I do the math, by the way. You don't want me doing math, because my understanding is 48% of Americans can't even do math, and that's almost a third, and that's scary. (laughs) So... So, you know, you just don't really want me doing the math, right? But as I, as I tried to do the math this last Thursday, 20 years, over 20 years of preaching, and, uh, you know, many of these Sundays have been me sharing the word with you. Of course, Tana shared several times, and we've had guest speakers over the years. But between doing two services, and when the early days, you guys remember the early days, it was morning and night, Right? I mean, we do Sunday morning, and then I have a whole different sermon. I don't even know how I did that now. A whole different message on Sunday night, all different worship on Sunday night. And in doing the math, at first I was going to say I've preached hundreds of times, but literally it's in the thousands. I can't, that blows my mind to even think about that, that thousands of times I have stood here or at some location with you guys sharing God's word, and it has been the highest honor next to being married to Tana, and of course being saved, right? We know, we know, you know I'm saved, right? I hope after 20 years, if there's one thing I hope that you know, it's that I'm saved, all right? Sometimes with the jokes I tell, I know you question that, but I am saved, all right? But you know, the highest honor next to being married to Tana, and of course Jesus is number one, but the highest honor has been to share the word with you guys, to, to worship with you. So I wanna, I wanna this morning finish this series we've been talking about partnering in positive transition as we get ready to welcome our new senior pastors. We just moved, uh, Deanna was here and Dennis and, and yesterday we, we backed that, that truck up over here and, and hauled all of their stuff into this blue building, which by the way is our future sanctuary. And uh, so we were over there moving things in with them and it, and it just, it was like, this is real. I mean, it's, it's been real, but now it's real, real. I mean, they're really, really here, and, 
and we're really, really excited about it. And we are, Tan and I are so excited about this next season. We've been going through the book of Philippians one chapter at a time, just extracting a few verses and talking about this transition and how our hearts should be prepared to receive our new senior leaders and how we move forward as a congregation. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not moving. You can imagine the text that I got today from people and even conversations at Hills Alive yesterday, like, oh my gosh, I had no idea where you guys going. And, and those of you that have been around here know we're not going anywhere. We're going to be here. Uh, the next year I'll be on staff helping in the transition and assisting in all of us moving towards our hearts more and more towards our senior pastors and uh, and I'm looking forward to this next year so I'm not going anywhere but this is my final message as a senior pastor today and so it means a lot to me to get to share it with you guys Philippians chapter 4 and as I've shared before, over the months as I've read through the book of Philippians, I feel like Paul is speaking my heart. Tan and I planted this church 20 years ago. Paul planted the church in Philippi, and his heart was so intertwined. Our hearts will always be joined with this house. Nothing could ever change that. Philippians chapter 4, Paul says, and I say this, and Tana says this to you guys this morning. My dear, and by the way, if you're from out of town, we love you. I'm so sorry. This is all about me, though. No, it's not. It's all, it's all about Jesus, all right? Hopefully, you'll find some things in here that will minister to you. Okay. So here's, here's, what, here's what Paul said, and this is what we say to you guys this morning, especially those that are of this house. My dear and precious friends whom I deeply love, you have truly become my glorious joy and my crown of reward. I can't hardly read. I don't, God help me make it through this. Now what he says is arise in the fullness of your union with our Lord. And this is where I really wanted to go this morning because this is what it's all about. And I believe this is what the Lord is saying to us. As we partner together, you can write this in your notes. We are partnering by arising in the fullness of our union with Jesus. We are arising together in unity, and what unifies us is not just our mission statement, which we've been talking about the last few weeks. What unifies us is not a what, but who. We are unified in Jesus Christ. This verse we just read in Philippians chapter 4, when, when Brian Simmons, Dr. Simmons, translated this, uh, the, the Passion Translation, he didn't only consult the Greek text, but he also consulted the Aramaic translation of the Greek text because this would have been the language of Jesus that he would have spoken. And of all the Jewish writers, even though they also would have spoken Greek and written in Greek, Aramaic would have been the native tongue that they would have spoken. And so this passage, even though it was originally written in Greek, the Aramaic word arise in this passage actually implies resurrection. I love that. And as soon as I read those translators' notes, I couldn't help but think about Colossians 3. And if you've been hanging around Destiny for the last maybe three or four years, you have heard me go back to Colossians 3 over and over and over again. We have learned that Jesus did not only die for us, but he died as us. He didn't only rise for us, but he rose. Yes, the old us was crucified with him. 
That in itself is good news, isn't it? Old things are passed away. It's not a long 40-year time where we try to crucify the old man. The old man is dead. He, she, the old you is over and done. D-E-D-D-U-N, dead and done. I do math and spelling, right? Dead and done and finished. And if that was all the story was, that would be incredible. Like, oh, the old sinful nature that caused me to be pulled toward that life that's contrary to God, what what God wants for my life. If that was all to the story, that's powerful. But that's not all there is because he didn't only die, he also what? He rose again. And Colossians chapter 3 verse 1 says, Christ's resurrection is your resurrection too. I love that, don't you guys? When he rose, we rose. He carried us with him when he rose into his face-to-face relationship with his father. His resurrection is your resurrection too. This is why we are to yearn for all that is above, for that's where Christ sits enthroned, at the place of all power, honor, and authority. And guess what? If he sits there, who else is sitting there? We are sitting there because we're seated with him in heavenly places. So Paul says, feast on all the treasures of the heavenly realm and fill your thoughts with heavenly realities and not with the distractions of the natural realm. Your crucifixion with Christ has severed the tide of this life and now your true life is hidden away in God, in Christ, and as Christ. Look at this right here. This is so good. As Christ himself is seen for who he really is, not just for who he was, not just reading the scripture, reading the the, the letters in red, and reading the story in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and trying somehow to emulate what we see there. No, we're not just looking at who he was, we're looking at who he is, the resurrected, empowered, next to the Father, enthroned in authority and power, Jesus. That's who our eyes are fixed on, right? We're not just trying to act like him. We're gazing on his face together. And as we see him for who he really is, who you really are, who we really are, will also be revealed for you are now one with him in his glory. That is thick with heavy revy. That that has got some sauce from the boss on it. You know what I'm talking about, right? Like I like to say, Tana, it's got some shing ding ding on it, right? That's got some shing ding ding on it right there. That is so powerful. Right now, we are one with him in his glory. As we see him, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is, is how the verse is typically translated. And we relegated it to some future time when we would see Jesus after we die. He would, we would ascend and see him in heaven someday, and then we'll be like him. But that's actually not what Paul is saying. He's telling us we are one with him now. And in another place, John said, as he is, so are we in this world, right? Like right now, 
Like right now, as we see Jesus as we're reading scripture, as we see Jesus as we're worshiping him, as we're praying, as we see Jesus in relationship with one another, we are like him in this moment when we see him as he is, the resurrected Jesus. See, the gospel in your notes is not the good news that you can receive Christ into your life. It's actually the news that he's brought you into his. Oh, Jesus. The good news is not just that we can receive him. The good news is that he caught us up into his death, his burial, and his resurrection, and his ascension to the right hand of the Father. He brought us in. That's the gospel. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, 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 okay. We got to get to Hills Alive. So in your notes, throughout this transition... And always, our focus is on the resurrected Jesus. We've been talking about that the last four weeks. Focus is not on Pastor Brent and Pastor Tana. And the focus is not on Pastor Sean and Pastor Deanna. We, all of us, the four of us will agree, the focus is Jesus. It's about making Jesus famous, amen? So let's look at verse, let's look at verse two. <laughs> I'm not gonna spend a bunch of time here, but I just find it interesting that Paul actually literally calls two people out in this letter that we all get to read. She says, I plead with, we're gonna call her Susie, all right? I plead with Susie and Deborah. I better not use that. There might be Susie's and Deborah's here, right? <laughs> Euodia and Sinchi, we'll, we'll call them that. To settle their disagreement and to be restored with one mind in the Lord. I, I love this. <laughs> I mean, Paul is just like, there's a problem going on in Philippi. There's a couple of people, these ladies that are dear friends of his. And so he writes in the letter that everybody, that gets read to the church, by the way, right? He, this letter gets read out loud to the church, and he names the two ladies that are most likely there that day, right? He says, I'm pleading with you. Come on, settle your disagreement. And he even names another person and says, come on, help them out. Let's get this thing settled. You know, I have some good news for you guys. As I was reading this this week, I thought, I don't know of any relationship in this house that is in that place where we would have to stand up this morning and say, now before Pastor Sean and Pastor Deanna get here, I just want to plead with the two of you that are out there this morning, please settle your differences. This, this is good news. As, as far as I know, now, I know there are things going on, like I don't really think that pastors know everything. So there may be some things going on that we don't know about, but I, I do know this. We are in such a great place of unity. There's not an undercurrent of division. There's not a couple of factions that are going on. We're in this thing. We're in this love together, right? We're in this thing together. And, and you know what I wanted to say this morning? This is good news. So we're not calling people out. We're saying, let's keep doing what we're doing. We, in your notes, we are partnering in positive transition, liking each other. That's good news, isn't it? You know, we're not one of those churches that says this. Well, I have to love them, but I don't have to like them. That is baloney. That, what is that? Well, I have to love you but I don't have to like you, Brian. No, actually, I do like you, though. You're easy to like. No, we're not that church, right? We're the church that realizes we actually don't only get to, because God's not that way. 
God doesn't say, well, Tom, Jesus died for you, so I got to love you, but I don't have to like you, right? He's not doing that. Neither are we at Destiny Foursquare Church. You are loved and you are even liked. You are liked, which is part of the love package, by the way. It goes with it, amen? So let's skip all the way to verse eight in your notes. So here's what, here's what Paul says. Keep your thoughts continually fixed on all that is authentic and real, honorable and admirable, beautiful and respectful, pure and holy, merciful and kind, and fasten your thoughts on every glorious work of God, praising him always. Isn't that cool? He gave us a clue of how to do it right there, didn't he? I'm not preaching on that, but I'm just throwing it in there. Praising him always. Follow the example of all that we have imparted to you. Let me just stop there for a second. Follow the example of all Tana has imparted to you but maybe not everything I've imparted, all right? There's some stuff maybe you might not want to follow, okay? Not everything. I, it just blows me away that Paul can say this. Follow the example of all that we have imparted to you. How many, I would say follow the example of anything that we've imparted to you that's been from the Lord. Any of the other stuff, throw it out, right? He says, all that we've imparted to you and the God of peace will be with you in all things. That's good news. And you know what? You can write this. We are partnering by continually looking for the good. Or you could say looking for the gold. How many of you know we spend a lot of time talking about how we're not trash collectors, but we are treasure hunters. And our relationships with one another, we're, we're very much a church that believes in prophetic ministry. We believe that God still speaks today. And we prophesy, we speak into each other's lives. But it's always from a place of looking for gold. Anybody can see trash, you don't have to be prophetic. You can be pathetic and do that, but not prophetic, right? It, a prophetic person, new covenant person with a new covenant mentality is a person who is continually looking for the good. Will you close your eyes for just a moment? And I want you to try to think of everything in the room that is brown. Now, my wife can probably do this, but for the rest of us, I want you to think of everything in the room right now, whether it's what a person's wearing or somewhere that you've seen something that's brown. And now open your eyes and begin to look around and see if you got all of the brown right. Is there maybe some brown that you're seeing that you did not notice before? That's the way it works, isn't it? How, how many of you guys have ever bought a car and then everybody had that car? Yes. Have you ever done that? That happened to us when we got a Kia earlier this year. And then everybody got a Kia. Well, in some ways, a lot of our friends did, but everybody around us, it looked like there was Kias everywhere right? Why? Because you see what you're looking for. You will see what you're looking for. If you're looking for trash in people's lives, we all got it. And that's what you're going to see. But the world needs some people who are looking for treasure and who are calling that out. Amen? That's the kind of church that Destiny Foursquare Church is. The kind of church that always, our idea of accountability is not, hey, straighten up your act and stop acting like an idiot. Our idea of accountability is, 
You don't have to do that when this is who you really are. I see who you really are. I see the gold in you. I see the call of God on your life. I see what his purposes are for you. And we call people to that. And when we call people to something, guess what? We gravitate away from some things that are hurting us. But it's not by calling out trash. It's by calling out the treasure. Jesus did it all the time, every day, when Simon was acting like Simon and he called him Peter, didn't he? Every day, every day, he would call him Peter. Rock, 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 you're a rock, you're a rock, you're a rock, every single day. In your notes, you can write this, I've already said it, we will see what we're looking for. There's so much more in this passage because of time, I can't really cover thoroughly uh, chapter four that I would, I would love to have talked about. I'd love to spend more time talking about, you know, Paul talking about the partnership financially that people had made in the Philippian church with, with what First of all, the Philippian church was doing and also the apostolic call and the ministry call that was on his life. And he writes about that. And I, I was reading through that this week and thinking about, wow, it is amazing to me to look over the past 20 years at your faithfulness in giving. Seriously, I want to commend you this morning. The way you blessed Chris Burns last week, you guys guest speakers clamor to come back to this church. Seriously. They do. They want to come back because they feel so blessed by how you treat them. They feel so blessed by how you give into their ministries and you sow. This church is not in a place of lack right now. We have been in times of, of extreme. We've had more than enough. We've been in times of want. Like Paul says, we've learned the secret that Jesus is our contentment, right, and that he's our provision. But all through the years, through the through the the easier times financially that our country's been in and through the leaner times, you've given and you've given and you've given and you've given and you still believe in the ministry of this church. And my only challenge to us this morning as the, one of the outgoing senior pastors is let's just continue to be who we are. We are a giving church, and Pastor Sean and Pastor Deanna are coming with vision that God has placed on the inside of them. And as they walk that out, we want to sow into that. We want to be people who aren't going to say, well, let's just kind of wait up a little bit and see what they got in mind. And if they got some good ideas, maybe I'll kick a little something that direction. No, we are sowing into Jesus, right? We are sowing into the plan that's always been true for this house. Yeah, so I just want to encourage you, you've always been gracious and amazing givers. Let's continue, and if anything, let's amp it up. Let's amp it up and let's say, Jesus, we, can, we believe you for more, amen? We believe you for more. There's just so many, uh, uh, you know, things that, that Paul speaks in Philippians that, that I, I didn't have time to cover. But before I read, and I love this about Paul, he he closes all of his letters with, you know, personal remarks. And, and he does it here, and I'm going to read it as I, as I finish up in just a moment because I think he says what, what I would want to say, and I know what Tana would want to say to you as well. But before that, I want to say thank you to you guys. I want to say thank you for the 20 best years of our lives. I want to say thank you. As I, I, if it wouldn't have been for two Tylenol PMs and a couple muscle relaxers, I wouldn't have gotten any sleep last night. Let me tell you right now. You got to do what you got to do, okay? You got to do what you got to do, all right? It, I, I was so, as I was just, I, I couldn't hardly go to sleep because I was thinking back over the memories of the last 20 years and just, 
you know, just kind of laying in bed with little tears rolling down my eyes. And, and I was thinking back over all of the amazing memories. You guys, you're such amazing people. And, and I remember, you know, I remember the, the earliest weddings that we did. We've, we've got to be a part of some amazing celebrations. And every wedding, I don't even know how many weddings we've done. I think probably the, the, the craziest one was where we had to dress as medieval monks. <laughs> literally. Because they had a medieval wedding with a princess and a knight and the whole thing. So we literally dressed as medieval monks and did the wedding. And, yep, then we went to the bar for the reception and in our monk robes. So it was an interesting night. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I mean, all the weddings that we've been a part of in your lives and and then I thought about the funerals too and, and all of the, the people, even from the earliest days, I can remember little babies that, that babies that died too young that, you know, should have, should have lived longer lives. And I can remember being in the hospital, you know, with a family and we just worshiped as a baby went home to be with Jesus. I can remember doing, you know, weddings for little babies, weddings for little babies, funerals for little babies. And I remember doing funerals for some of your family and, and even, you know, Liz, of course, Liz Shop, um, Deanna's mother-in-law, and, and people that are so faithful all through the years. And, and I was just thinking back over, over the funerals, and, and I was thinking back over all the places that we've been together, and oh my gosh, you guys, we've had some amazing birthday parties. We had our first birthday party that literally scared people out the door. I mean, I heard stories about people who were walking in and turn around and left because it was just too much party for them. S some people, de destiny's not for everyone. It was a little bit too much party for some folks, you know. And, and I just, you know, all of, the, all of the memories, your children, watching your kids, watching your kids grow up. You know, and watching like these guys over here and as they've, as they've grown up, seeing them in kids' church, you know, some, and all your kids are so, you know, they so are in our hearts. But as I, I was thinking about some of the kids that have been here since they were babies or since they're, you know, one or two years old and now you got Ethan back there running the soundboard and up here playing guitar and he was only like, a, I don't know, a couple of years old when they came here, you know. And just thinking about all of the... Uh, we just don't have any, I'm not saying there weren't any hard times. We've had some difficult times, but when we get together with our pastor friends and they start down the road of talking about all their sheep bites and how hard it is to be a pastor and how difficult it is, and we don't have that story. I... Bill Boylan, every Tuesday morning, sends me an email, except when he's been sick, Every Tuesday morning, Bill sends me an email telling me specifically what I said on Sunday that spoke to him. And he knows a ton more than I do about this scripture. But yet on Tuesday mornings every day, I scan down my emails. I flip past every one of the Amazon ones and all of them, you know, so that I can see that email because it speaks to me. You guys outminister us all the time. You outserve us all the time. When we came into ministry, we got into ministry because we wanted to love people and because we wanted to serve people. And we just didn't get how much people would outserve us, outlove us, outgo us. You guys are the goingest mission minded people. The reason we got the faith to do what we're about to do right now, which scares the pants off of me, literally, I had to wear shorts this morning. <laughs> scares the pants off of me. <laughs> 
(laughs) In some ways it does, but one of the reasons I can do it is because I've watched you guys. Tan and I have watched you guys step out. We've watched you go all over the world and you've ministered to people when, when people even told you not to. Some of you, they told you don't go and you still went and you still are changing the world and you've outlived, you've outloved, you've outserved in every area. Any one of you could be the pastor of this church, I think. You're all amazing, you're all amazing people. I think about the church plants and Margie uses knife. Is Matt here this morning too or just Margie? I hear Margie back there. Though, if there's, I tell you what, Margie, if there's anybody that we're proud of, it's you and Matt. We are so proud of you guys. We are so proud of you guys. We are so proud of you guys. They planted that church on Eagle Butte, and you remember all those trips in the early days, Tom and Beth Ann, when we would go out to Cherry Creek, and I can remember praying over that outreach in Cherry Creek that first, very first time we went, and when Tana was, don't ever tell me speaking in tongues isn't real. You're, you're too late. You got to me too late. When we prayed in, in tongues together that night, and Matt says, Tana's speaking in Lakota, and she's saying he loves them. She's saying he loves them. And, and we went and did that outreach, broke out the back window of that vehicle that night as we threw a rock into it, and the gas station was closed, and, and it was raining cats and dogs, and it was crazy fun, wasn't it? And I can remember the outreaches, Margie, and I just remember when you and Matt had it in your heart, and you knew you were supposed to plant that church, and we are so proud of you guys. You are amazing leaders. You're such good leaders in Eagle Butte and the Cheyenne River Reservation will never be the same. They will never be the same because of what you guys have done. I remember when Bishop Joseph walked in here that Christmas night. He's such a shy man. I remember when they walked in here that Christmas Eve night, and he'll tell you the story how Tana walked up to him and said, you're going to plant a church in this city. And they've done just that. And man, that, there is such favor on them. I'm so proud of Bishop and so proud of Mirab and, and Leo. And, and they're so proud of what their family's doing. And I should say that with the users now, if it's not just Matt and Margie, that whole family has laid their life down for what's happening in Eagle Butte. Every one of, every one of them are amazing. Loie and Maggie and, and John now in the family. And of course, your little grandkids are amazing. And Matt Jr. and who am I not saying? Loie. Delana. Oh my gosh. Hoop dancer extraordinaire. But I remember when Bishop and, 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 you know, the Joseph family, here they are from Pakistan and don't know anybody. And within a matter of, what was it, a year, and they've planted a church. And then you see the picture of Leo last night. He comes back from Bethel and he's getting off the plane with the, with the worship team for tonight, you know. Uh, they just have such favor on their lives and I'm just so proud of them. And Harvest Foursquare, this city won't be the same. I'm telling you, this state won't be the same because the Joseph family is here. And I'm so thankful for them, for the, for the churches that have been planted. I'm so thankful for those that wanted to plant and it didn't work out. I'm thankful for, 
for um, uh, Sandra Wood and Donald who had it in their heart to plant, but Donald passed away with a dream in his heart. But how many of you know that dreams that are unfulfilled in this life, God makes sure they still get fulfilled and the mantle gets passed on. And just maybe a Matt and a Margie were able to plant a church and just maybe a, a Bishop Joseph and a, 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 you know, their family were able to plant a church because of Donald and a Sandra Wood pursued a dream and broke it open, huh? And broke it open for them. And if you guys would let me, I would stand here all day and keep telling you stories like that. One after another, after another, I would talk about my friend Elliot Warshaw, who's here this morning, who came to know Jesus at a funeral, who came to know Jesus because of my next door neighbor, Al Campbell, who had never set his foot in this church at all. But when he, as my next door neighbor, when we went to visit him in the hospital, he found out he had a brain tumor. He introduced us to his family as his pastors. He'd never been to church here before, and he walked into church that next week and filled up about a third of the church with people after that before he passed away. Elliot's one of those people that came to know the Lord and has become one of my best friends. I'm telling you, there's story after story after story of lives that have been impacted. But my friends, what has happened, all that God has done is nothing but the floor for where we're going. It's nothing but the foundation. What God has planned is absolutely amazing, and I don't want to miss out on any bit of it. I'm so excited for Pastor Sean and Pastor Deanna. I can't wait till next week when we hand off the baton to them and we see them begin to soar with all that God has placed on the inside of them. Deanna, this church is behind you guys. We are for you. We believe in you. We believe in you. We believe in Sean. I mean, he's not here, so we'll just tell you this morning. We believe in you. We believe in your family. I know that God has placed within you guys what we need for this next season. I'm going to read these last verses to you, and we will wrap this up for the final sermon of my uh, serving you guys as senior pastor. He says this. I love it. He says, give my warm greetings to all the believers in the anointed one, Jesus. May every one of you, this is my prayer for you guys, may every one of you overflow with the grace and the favor of our Lord Jesus Christ. Love in Christ, Brent and Tana. Will you stand with me? Oh, thank you, Jesus. I made it through that. Oh, this morning, if you have never given your life to Jesus, you really showed up on a great day to do that. This is a perfect day to surrender your life to the Lord. If you've not done that before, slip your hand up right now. Say, that's me. I don't want to leave this house without knowing that I have a relationship with Jesus Christ. I want you to know the same Jesus that I know. I want you to know how good he is, how much he loves you, and that when he died, you died. When he rose, you rose. He wants to awaken you to who you really are. Is there anybody here that needs to make that decision this morning? We don't want you to miss out on that. If you have made that decision and you've never been baptized, myself and a couple other pastors today, um, Tim uh, from Dove Christian Center and Julie Norwood, uh, who is a Church of God pastor in town. You guys know Julie from the Breeze as well. We're going to be baptizing people out at Hills Alive at 1230 today. Come get baptized. 
If you've never been baptized before, come get baptized. Today is a great day to do it. If you want me to do it, just tell them when you get in line. Hey, that's the guy. I don't want those other two turkeys baptizing me. You just let them know that, okay? Tim and, Tim and Julie will understand. Let, let's pray together. Father, thank you. Thank you so much, God. Thank you so much. You have done anything that's good, anything that's amazing that's been accomplished in destiny over the last 20 plus years, it's because of you, Jesus. We give you every bit of the glory, every bit of the honor, every bit of the praise. You are worthy of it, Jesus. You accomplished all things well, all things good. Father, anything that I've done that's messed it up, I repent. And thank you, Lord Jesus, that you cover that so that the shops get to start with something that's just so shiny. And I just see, I just see destiny like I saw her in that dream all those months ago when we knew this is what the Lord wanted us to do. That destiny's actually still a baby. That destiny's got a full life ahead of her. Many years of growing, many years of expanding. I prophesy over destiny this morning, stretch out your tent pegs. Stretch out your tent pegs. You will expand to the north, the south, the east, and the west. I prophesy over you nations and generations. Nations and generations. I declare over you that there are many more nations yet to be reached and impacted, both within the United States and even within South Dakota and abroad, overseas, there are more missionaries to send. And generations, in Jesus' name, I declare that this house is not just a house of the old or the young, but it's a house of generations. It's a house of family. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, for expansion in every direction, God. I thank you, Lord, that the dream that we had of that finished sanctuary will come to fruition, God. That the dream that David had, Solomon will build, Lord. We declare in Jesus' name that you will fully finish what you intended to finish because it's not dependent on one or two people. But if the, unless the Lord builds a house, they labor in vain who build it. We declare you are building your house and the gates of hell will not prevail against Destiny Foursquare Church. We prophesy life. We prophesy grace. We prophesy hope. We prophesy a future for you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Come on, shout to him. For, he's worthy. Okay, get out of here. You guys are killing me. <laughs> I can't take much more of this. If you need prayer, come receive prayer this morning. We love you guys so much. Let's go to Heels Alive. Let's go out and give them. Amen. Amen. God bless you guys. <laughs>